0: This morning we have two scripture readings, and the first comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Our second reading comes from Galatians chapter 5, verse 25 through chapter 6, verse 4. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep and step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you be too tempted. Bear one another's burdens and also fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor.
1: The word of the Lord. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, friends, it's weird to be talking about community in this big, open sanctuary today. Um, you know, I'm I'm used to walking around the sanctuary empty on a weekday when I'm here doing other things, but for it to be empty on a Sunday um, is, is still kind of kind of eerie, kind of weird, um, kind of lonely, even with Casey and Brian in here with me. Um, but we know we're doing the right thing. We know that we are doing what we have to do to keep those in our community healthy, and safe. And I take some comfort in that. So I'm going to push through and talk about community, um, even in the weirdness of the empty and echoing space. Um, So Casey touched a little bit on what community is when she was talking with the kids, right? And in its simplest form, it's basically, it can be a group of people living in the same place, or maybe having a specific characteristic in common. If you dig a little deeper, you know, underneath that community might be defined as having a feeling of fellowship with others, right? Perhaps as in a church, or it might be a result of sharing common attitudes, interests or goals. And we are all members of several communities over the span of our lifetimes, right? Neighborhoods, schools, places of worship, workplaces, um, In an increasingly connected society. My guess is lots of you are members of several online communities. Um, I know like my teenagers are parts of online communities in a way that, that I never have been or even still am, right? Because things change over time the purpose of community can be different, but the common ingredient, no matter what that community looks like, is the people. Because as human beings, we're inherently social and we need other people. We all need community. Even those of us who are naturally introverted, like myself, right? Even we, even I need community. Activist Ruby Sales touched on kind of the interdependent nature of humans in relationships when she said, It is in community and in relationship with others that we locate a self we can never find being isolated. It is in community and in relationship with each other that we come to know the consciousness and the spirit of God that is in each of us. So this is community going on beyond being a noun to kind of use this class way to classify a group of people. This is the act of being in community. It's community as a verb. Being in community is something we do, something we choose to do. It's active and it's purposeful. Um, I've come to think of it as community with a capital C as opposed to with a small c. It's community done right with care, love, and mindfulness toward the common good. And it's community that's built to sustain us. So I'm sure many of you are aware of the um, app and website called Nextdoor, right? Where you can get really specific information for your neighborhood. And I have a kind of love-hate relationship with Nextdoor. I love it for the updates, right? So we have a super active coyote population in our neighborhood. So I like knowing where they've been and when they've been there. I like the updates about road work in and around the neighborhood, right? The things just kind of make my life easier. The information that the people in my community are sharing. But then I hate it for the comment section, right? Because inevitably, comments on almost anything online have a horrible way of sort of degrading into negativity. And so many times, things have gotten so negative and so weird on Nextdoor that I've come super close to just hitting delete. Um, And I keep stopping myself because then I'm like, well, then I'm not going to know where the coyotes are, right? So one day recently, though, outside of the coyotes, I was reminded of the good that can come from something like this. Um, there was a post in our Next Door community that really illustrated what community with a capital C can look like. I'm going to read you what the post said. So it went like this. Thank you, kind neighbor. A couple of meetings ago, someone left an envelope in our mailbox addressed to our 2020 high school graduate. And it was a wonderful note of congratulations and encouragement to continue with more education. This was definitely a difficult senior year for high school students, but my daughter and her classmates made the best of it. The note was accompanied by a monetary gift and both were very unexpected, but also very much appreciated. Thank you to whoever has the big heart and made my daughter smile deeply. So this is what happens when one person can take the time to look around outside of themselves, And notice a place where they can do something to support or sustain another person. These small acts of kindness can be starting points for transforming neighbors into community. And I think we've seen a lot of that in this weird time, right, especially around the, the graduations that kind of weren't, right? And all the ways we saw these kids being supported and neighbors meeting each other in a way that they never have before. So th- that, those are those small things that, like I said, turn neighbors really into a community that oftentimes are kind of accidental, um, but have great purpose. So that's one way that community can go from just being small C to big C. But sometimes the building of that big C community can be more intentional. And I had a reminder of a time in my life of that this past week. I got a text message one evening this week from my friend Amanda that had a picture and just two words to the text message. It said, holy moly. So the picture was a picture of four small children in a bathtub. The four small children were my two, Owen and Casey, and her two oldest, Dylan and Ava. Um, They probably were all three and under at the time. The boys were maybe Dylan was maybe three, Owen was probably close to three. The girls were, you know, somewhere under two, Um, you know, all just in, in, in a bathtub at Amanda's house, looking up at the camera. And I was instantly transported back to not just that moment in time but to everything that that picture kind of has come to symbolize for me. So if, if you didn't know anything about the picture, you could kind of look at it and be like, oh, that's cute. Or if you, you know, knew my kids were in it, you might be like, oh, that's cute, but I bet that super embarrasses them now that they're teenagers and it, it probably really does. And they probably hate that I'm even talking about it. Um, but when I look at the picture, I am reminded of the building and nurturing of a really intentional community. So I met Amanda and a handful of other amazing women and their partners um, when we all met at a new mom's group when our oldest were newborns. So Owen is almost uh, 15, so almost 15 years ago. Um, And out of the bleary-eyed exhaustion of first-time mothering, we built an intentional community. And at first, it was just a matter of survival, right? We were just doing what we had to do, what we could do to kind of get each other through And like the trenches of first-time parenthood and then adding second and third children to it and, and, you know, just just the day-to-day nitty-gritty of it. But over time, it really blossomed into a community with a capital C. And the number of ways that I can remember that we showed up for each other over and over again in ways that were both simple and incredibly profound Um, is amazing to me. We, We did life alongside each other with purpose and intention. And as life has happened in the 15 years since we first all met, the intensity of that purpose and intention has dimmed both with time and some physical distance as families have moved on. But the blessings that that community left on me, they left in, that left indelible fingerprints on my soul is what that community actually really did for me. And this is a little bit what our, our Bible passages get to today. So in Ecclesiastes that Jonathan read earlier, this is talking about the interdependent nature and benefit of being in community. The passage extols the benefits of living in community, right? It talks about life is better when lived with other people labor can be easier some tasks are just too difficult even for a strong independent person to do alone and if one person has trouble there are other people to call for help and the the part of this passage that i love most is where it calls out the idea of a three-stranded cord so like a three-stranded cord that is going to be stronger right a three is stronger than a two strand or one strand we are stronger together We need each other. We were designed to live in community, but any community is going to be stronger and healthier when its members are actively working toward the common good. Community can begin to fall apart when its members are passive or make choices that are fully independent rather than interdependent in nature. Sometimes it's just plain hard or inconvenient to do the work of the common good, right? We're fragile and fallible beings, which means sometimes we make the choices that might be great for us, but could be lousy for other people. Working toward the common good is part of our call to community as Christians. In Galatians, right, Paul wrote, let's not become arrogant, make each other angry, or be jealous of each other. Arrogance, anger, jealousy, three things that have the ability to tear any relationship or group apart. Paul goes on to say that we should help each other along the way with what he says is a spirit of gentleness, right? We need to do the work to be our best selves, the best spouse, parent, neighbor, friend. We can possibly be. For those that we are living in community with and also for God, right and put another way Every moment we are breathing and being in this world. We have the opportunity to choose how to be with purpose We can be both true to our own values and beliefs and make choices that support the common good sometimes the decisions are between bad and worse basically Every decision being made right now about the reopening of the physical buildings of churches and schools are choices between bad and worse. There are just no good choices right now. It is in how we respond to those choices though that we have the opportunity to live into community with a capital C. It is how we respond to those choices that we have the opportunity to act, care, love, and be mindful toward the common good. It is in how we respond to those choices that we show the world who we are and what we stand for. Community with a capital C is more important than ever at this exact moment in time. As we live with the reality and impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, extreme, extreme racial injustices, and outbreaks of violence across our nation, the easy way out is a response that is independent rather than interdependent. I believe though that we have an obligation to not take the easy way out Living in community with a capital C is agreeing to a constant level of interdependence It is acknowledging that we need each other more than we might like to admit It is learning how to sit with discomfort how to listen more than we speak how to admit when we are wrong and knowing when it is time to act it is knowing our own worth and gifts well enough to see where we fit into the larger communal body and valuing the worth and gifts of every other member of the community. Community with a capital C also holds space for the constant possibility that the current way of doing things is not the only way of doing things. That flexibility is a key component to the sustainability of a healthy community. Community with a capital C recognizes that terrible and beautiful things will happen. And the part of the human experience is to keep coming back and drawing the circle of the community wider. Community with a capital C calls us to pick up the broken pieces and make something new. It also calls us to show up as the most authentic versions of ourselves every single day. And for me personally, community with a capital C is where I find hope. Not a hope that is fleeting or blind to the realities of life, but a hope that keeps me turning toward what is possible and turning toward other people to walk alongside me. So one of the greatest gifts of this weird time of COVID-19, for me at least, have been all of these kind of living room concerts, right? Like artists across so many genres have been putting together these wonderful streaming concerts for you to watch wherever you are. If I made a list of the things that I'm missing most during this time of isolation, number one is going to be the in-person time with my family and friends, but a close second is going to be live music and theater because those are things that just feed my soul. So these living room concerts have been helping to fill a void for me. And as one of these concerts um a few weeks ago two songs from the 1972 children's album free to be you and me were updated for 2020 and streamed as part of what they are calling the stars in the house series it's a series that brings together actors and musicians from across the kind of broader broadway community and they raise funds for a variety of causes and on the day that i saw the new video of free to be you and me of that title song from this album performed in an updated way by Sarah Bareilles. I quickly posted the video to my Facebook and captioned it, this made my child of the heart, 70s heart so happy. So this original album in 1972 was uh, the brainchild of Marlo Thomas. It's after she went searching for a book of bedtime stories for her baby niece and only could find books that reinforced outmoded gender moles and ignored the possibility that girls and boys could grow up to be whatever they wanted to be. So her solution was she gathered some of her super talented friends in the entertainment industry, including people like Mel Brooks, Diana Ross, Alan Alda, and an album that would transform like many a childhood, including mine, was born. So the title song, Free to Be You and Me, I think is the, is the best song on the entire album. It's a rallying cry for children to live in a world where they can be whomever or whatever they want, while also leaving the space and grace to live in community. The lyrics, I think, now that I've listened to them again with my 2020 adult years, are a call to community with a capital C, right? So part of it goes, there's a land that I see where the children are free, and I say it ain't far to this land from where we are. Take my hand, come with me, where the children are free. Come with me, take my hand, and we'll live. In 2020, they've updated the lyrics to change the word children to people. So, it may have started out life as a children's song, but its message crosses generations and I think really speaks to what we're talking about here today. So, the first time I watched this new video, it's filled with images of high school seniors who admittedly lost so much of what they had planned for in 2020, I noted that even in the midst of great challenge, there were still signs of hope and possibility in the faces of these teenagers. Then, the second time I watched the video, I began remembering myself sitting in my second grade classroom with the album, the entire album of Free to Be You and Me as kind of the background track for the life of the community in that classroom. And I could remember the words of wisdom from my teacher, Ms. Franquero, that she would pipe up, you know, along sometimes alongside the songs, sometimes just in life in general in the community, things like you do you or mind your own business, but make sure you always take care of your friend. So these are the fingerprints left on my heart and soul by a second grade teacher who incorporated the values of love, compassion, kindness, self-worth, and common good into the life of our classroom community. And to this day, these are the values that are core to who I am and how I try to live my life into community with a capital C. So Don and Corey are doing me the great favor of singing Free to Be You and Me during our offering time today. And as you have the gift of hearing Don sing it, I want you to listen to the words and think about what being in community with a capital C has meant for you. Think about the indelible fingerprints that have been left on your heart and soul through a life in community. Think about opportunities you may have passed by to live with care, love, and mindfulness toward the common good because you chose to take the easier way out. Think about the places in your community where you are finding hope in these challenging times. And think about the places where you can bring hope or help as you live into community with a capital C. As people who are seeking to live the way Jesus lived, we are called to live in community with a capital C. We are called to live with open hearts, to listen more than we speak, to admit when we are wrong, and to know when it is time to act. Our individual work is in knowing our own worth and gifts well enough to see where we fit into the larger communal body of the community and in valuing the worth and gifts of every other member of that community. God calls us to keep showing up and to keep doing the challenging yet amazing work of living into community with a capital C. I'm going to invite you to pray with me now in this time and in these separate spaces A benediction that was offered by United Methodist Bishop Woody White at the 1996 General Conference that I really feel is a call to community with a capital C. And now may the Lord torment you. May the Lord keep before you the faces of the hungry, the rejected, and the despised. May the Lord afflict you with pain for the hurt, the wounded, the oppressed, the abused, the victims of violence. May God grace you with agony a burning thirst for justice and righteousness. May the Lord give you courage and strength and compassion to make your community a better community, to make your church a better church. And may you do your best to make it so. And after you have done your best, may the Lord grant you peace. Amen.